Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Do To Like Movies, season three, because now it's 2021. We're doing a new season. I forgot to Woo! tell you that before we started recording. So I'm just doing it by year. So, you know. Uh, I am uh, Dan, and with me, as always, is my excellent co host. Where? Okay. Oh, well, I mean, oh, me. No. Um, it's still still quarantine i'm mm -hmm. at my house alec is at his house and he's with two people who are covid negative nothing to worry about you want to introduce them rachel hello it's right here and it's me again no one cares oh, exactly. ah, what the hell i'm a fan favorite ah no you're not they always say like who is that we have like 10 people who listen to us and that's it but it's okay um they, they're they're always asking, like, why? How did you get Sam Locke from the Trailer Park Boys on there? <laughs> Sam Losco. <laughs> you deserve I was that. trying to think of like a character that Grace reminded me of from Trailer Park Boys, but I'm trying to think. She's got more of a personality of uh, Sarah than anyone. You calling her a whore? <laughs> no, Lucy's the whore. <laughs> no, no, Sarah is too, because remember she said she slept with Ricky and with Bubbles oh, and, with, and a few times with Julie. Oh. Anyway. Uh, anyway. You wouldn't do it with Julian, though. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't, though? I mean, Dirty Dancing. We saw him in person and we yelled that at him. Remember that? Oh, my God. He got mad. He thought it was somebody else. We yelled, we yelled, we yelled, uh, well, we yelled Dirty Dancing. They were doing a thing that's like, what's your special whatever talent? And we yelled out Dirty Dancing. We went and saw him up in New York. Like, Yo, shut the F up down there. <laughs> so, anywho, um, it is currently, I don't know what's it. Middle of January. And so we're going to do a th something a little different. Tomorrow is my birthday. I'll be 25. And, uh, yeah, I'll be 25 in June. Halfway to 50. Oh God, you're right. Holy, don't don't say that. Yep. Good luck. You'll be a quarter of a century old. Yeah. My cat just ran out. Anyway, um, so I'm gonna go over some movies that I because I can't. I was thinking last night, like, what are my top ten movies of all time? Here's the yeah. thing. At least with like movies that have come out in the last like five ten years, I watch them once and I never watch them again unless they're like That's really good. really good. So, um. I'm kind of just going, I just, so I kind of base it off of, if I've watched it more than like five times, then I consider it one of my favorites. So, yeah, because, you know, I like movies. I just, you know, I'm that kind of person who, can you, can you stop Alex showing? No. Not that I don't, not that. I'm just showing off everybody, but anyway. I'm just doing back on my podcast. own thing. Anyway, so, Alec, you want to ask me what my favorite movies are by category? What are your favorite movies by category, Dan? And start, we'll start with drama and action. Sci-fi. No, drama, drama and action. Well, so if you count, like, drama, drama, drama. Would you count Pulp Fiction as drama? Technically, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call that really a comedy. I would call it just a drama, like, you know. Okay. Like, if you had me say, like, what my favorite movie of all time is, I'd say Pulp Fiction, honestly. Because it's just, I don't know what the word is. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. you're immediately hooked into the characters. Like, even if you're watching it for the first time, oh, Lord. 
What? Hold on. I don't care. Here we go. My computer just gave me a stupid message and it took me out and I thought the thing was ruined. Stop. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Can I go back to Zoom, please? There we go. Okay. Um, but no, like if you're watching it for the first time, you still understand what's going on, I think. I mean, it might be a little confusing at first, but the more you watch it, the more you realize this is really good. So. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. And now, uh, which category did you say? What did you say for category? Give me another category. Sci-fi, District 9, Mad Max, Children of Men. Uh, Sci-fi, I'd probably say Blade Runner 2049. I love. Yeah. Not bad. Mad Max. I love the original Blade Runner, but I really like the first one, or sorry, the second one better. 2010s? Hmm? Yeah. And now, Grace. Can I talk about why I like it? Oh, that's right. You didn't. I thought you did. Sorry. No, anyway. You're fine. No, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. Like the first Blade Runner, he's like a detective and stuff, but I yep. actually feel like he's actually a detective. You know, Ryan Gosling. And, uh, Ryan Gosling. He's yummy. Get the spray. Don't spray me, please. Anyway. And then, uh, I don't know. The set pieces are really good. I know it's long, but it's still, I think it keeps your mind the entire time. I saw a review in that movie group we're in where people were like, oh, it's so long, I couldn't make it past two hours. It's like. I know, movie buffs. Oh, my God. They're like, we like movies, but we couldn't get through this. It's like, we got, if you can get to The Godfather, you can get through this movie. I watched it right. drive it. First so, yeah, it's, and like, I don't know. I guess, you know how, like, in the original Blade Runner, they had, like, I'm trying to remember, like, they had, like, cell phones and stuff, and, like... Yeah, they had, they had, like, those weird, uh, they gave it to Harrison Ford's character, um, oh, God, what the hell was that? They gave it to him to hunt down the, um, the people well, he was What I'm saying down. is, like, a lot of the technology from back then became real, so, like, I guess I kind of like the fact that, like, maybe with Blade Runner 29, maybe we'll have stuff like that in the future, you know what I mean? I don't know what the synth music. Anyway. Anyway. Now. Got that whole message of, you know, what is it to be human? What is it not to be human? Because you know he's a replicant in the whole thing. So. Oh, yeah. Especially when you get to the uh, the tear, the Tears and Rain dialogue, the monologue. That I was talking about the, the second one. Oh, the second one? The second one, I liked it a lot. Because, like, for that one, I remember you and I saw it in theaters with Emily. Mm -hmm. When it came out. And, I mean... It was depressing because that, that's the future, but at the same time, it's like, damn, even though all this is still bad, people still want to live. Yeah. Like, like cyberpunk. Is Blade, would you say, she asked if Blade Runner's like cyberpunk, what do you think? I haven't played cyberpunk, but I know people are like just upset because that game is so buggy. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's on old systems. Early. Yeah. Um, it's also on outdated systems. But also horror. Like it, Cloverfield, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, what's your favorite? Happen in the woods. What about horror, Grace? What do you think? Me. For horror, what do you think? What do you think for Dan? What do you think his favorite is? Um, Name some off. Halloween. Dan, what's your favorite horror? That's up there. I Halloween. Really like Halloween. I like the new It, the first one. Um, the new It or the but, first It. The new one, the chapter one. The, the new one yeah, that came out in like 2015. And I also really like um, The Shining and Alien. I don't know. So. Nice. 
if I you had it. if you had a gun to my head and told me to say what my favorite horror movie is, I'd probably go Halloween, honestly. <laughs> just because I like that Michael Myers is just a guy, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Grace. Grace, you. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, you pick the next category now. Oh, I get to pick the next category? Yeah. You're um, on camera. I mean, I'll just go through the list I have, but. Well, maybe I was going to say rom-com. Yeah. Rom-com. Uh, Dan, you rom-com? I'm trying to think if there's a rom-com. I don't really watch a whole lot of them as the thing. Breakfast uh, at Tiffany's. Clueless. Ten Things I Hate About You. The Hold Princess on. Bride. Hold on. She's really lonely. Princess Bride is kind of a champ. Hold on. I'm Ten Googling here. Let's see if I can find one. Dude, dude, what is that? Uh, Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler. Uh, oh, according to this thing, according to this thing, Scoob is a popular romantic comedy. Look at this. What is it? Apparently, according to this, Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie, is a romantic comedy. Oh, I could see that. Scooby-Doo trucks. Um. You know what the better one is? Let's be real. The wait, best rom-com is Happy Feet. Oh. Yes. Uh, romantic comedy. Come on. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not really, like, even my wife doesn't like romantic comedies. Um, you know what I do actually like? It's not, like, uh, what is that movie? I like that movie Four Weddings and a Funeral, and I like that movie Nine Months with Hugh Grant. Not bad, not a bad what's, choice. What's your favorite straight comedy? Straight-up comedy? Straight comedy? Straight-up comedy? God, just just ah, oh, that's the that's the thing though, because there's so many like forms of comedy. It's good. No, that's like Super a weed. Bad. That's like a weed movie. You have to put that in a different category. What What about like, uh, Young Frankenstein or or uh, probably Blazing, Blazing Saddles would probably be my favorite comedy comedy, but what was it? Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Have you not yeah, seen Blazing, Blazing Saddles? Saddles? Watch it. That's I'll a great it. movie. Have a nice day. Um, the, oh, my, that's a good one. my favorite scene in that, that honest to god was the the scene where well there's two of them when he's first coming to town yeah. the new sheriff's uh, and then they start ringing the bells the and like our brand new and then they just like, <laughs> they yelled a racial obscenity and then um the one where they're going near the clansmen and he's like oh boys and he pulls out the black cowboy where are the white women at? And they start chasing them down. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> like, that movie would not fly by today's standards, but it's all about racial, like, uh, what's the word? That movie would have been it's about racial acceptance and harmony. And, yeah. Anywho. Um, but here's the thing. So, some comedies that I have on my list of my favorite movies. You there, buddy? <laughs> I can hear you. All right. So, like, I love The Big Lebowski. That is a great mm. comedy. Uh, would you call that? I, I wouldn't call that like a drama or anything. I would say that's a straight up comedy. That's, that's a comedy. That's a comedy. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Yeah, I just it's like you get all these random characters that have like nothing to do with the story, but you're so invested in them, and like they take like ten minutes of the movie up. Like just off the top of my head, the porn producer, he gets a whole scene, and you get like a backstory of him or something. I don't know. And then and then the bowling scene with Jesus. Yes, and then you get. Um, like uh, the guy who plays uh, Professor, what's his name, Rupin? Uh, the guy who turns into a werewolf in Harry Potter. That's oh, Rupin. Professor Lupin. Professor Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, Lupin, that guy. 
he's in the Big Lebowski as um, that weird guy that Maude hangs out with. Yeah. And just John Goodman in that movie. I think John Goodman, that's his best performance, in my opinion. John, I love John Goodman is one of the greatest character actors ever. I love but him. I, lady, love him. I got buddies who died face down in the muck so that you and I could enjoy this family restaurant. Does he have a part in the new Big Lebowski, the Bowling with Jesus or no. whatever it's called? No. Oh. That's sad. Anyway. About, it's kind of like one of those screwball comedies where just things go wrong. Like, you know, this is why you don't F a stranger in the ass. And yeah, he just destroys the other dude's car. And I love how the kid just doesn't say a word the entire time. What 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 else do you got? Because the girls here were like, what about Tucker and Dale? Is that on your list? I've seen it. I like it. I wouldn't call it my favorite, but I enjoy it. Okay, I can dig that. You, know what, I, you know what I did think? In terms of like what I was thinking was uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Have you seen that? Yeah. I love that movie so much. Uh, is it the one where it's like the, the, the remake of the Chinese one with the guy who edits himself in? Yes. How do you not like that movie? That movie is awesome. So stupid. <laughs> That's the point. Like, he's like, you go that way. I'll go home. <laughs> you know like, the they're doing like, movie? what? Oh my gosh! Sorry. Continue what you were saying. I'll say. But in like, a second. they're doing their um, they're doing their ex drills, exercises in the yard, and they're saying yeah. like, our sexual preferences are our own business. <laughs> Just... So stupid. Like, I'm a man too, you know. I go pee pee standing up, and <laughs> just stupid crap like that. Why don't you like it? Because it's just. I just, I don't know. I have to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a while, but I just remember I was like, this is so stupid. From here on out, you shall all refer to me by the name Betty. But isn't Betty a woman's name? <laughs> don't piss off Master, Master Payne, or else he'll cut off your big toe. On that, I can assure you. Anywho, um, I also, I still have yet to put up the drunk review we filmed, we did like a year ago, um, the South Park movie. I love that movie. Oh my God, we were. I think it works more as a socio-political movie than a comedy because. I mean, it's a both though. I mean, when you think about it. If she's not talking, you don't have to have the camera on her. Alex. I was waiting for her to say her damn spiel. Oh my gosh, you know it's a great movie. What? Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. You can watch it on YouTube for free. Stop. You can watch it on YouTube for free. It's so funny. It's so stupid. Oh my God. It's so funny. There's this part. So the vampires are lesbians and like the top vampires just think those sounds like, where are lesbians? <laughs> and there's a scene where Jesus is skateboarding and then it breaks off into a musical and he goes and he gets a makeover and he gets gauges and hair cut off. Mm. It's so dumb. It's so good. It's so funny. You wouldn't think As long as you do not enjoy like epic movie, disaster movie, date movie, all those. Please God no. I will hate you forever it's if you enjoyed either one. For free on YouTube. It's not let's like talk about, Let's talk about South Park, Alec. It's so great. But anyway, South Park movie. It's all about how parents need to just take responsibility for their kids and stop blaming everyone else for how their kids are messed up. And then also they did the uh, what? the uh, Mac, the new one, the Millennials Against Canada. Yeah. I don't know. I just I love how like in the movie the message is you know the parents go out and blame everyone else for their kids acting up, but you know take responsibility and also 
Uh, I love the message about censorship, which is, you know, you can, you can show somebody getting blown up as long as you don't say a, the F word or something like that, which I love the, that whole commentary. So, and I don't know, just some stuff like the whole scene that I know you've seen a million times on YouTube parody by some, I was like, Oh, you dude, you just said the F word again. What? And then it's, yeah, the whole, yeah. What but, about the, uh, yeah, so we got where we covered comedy, drama, horror, sci-fi, sci so action. What's your favorite action, Dan? And it is Die Hard. Tell us why it's Die Hard. It's not Die Hard. Um, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I, okay, well, I can tell you what my favorite war movie is. There's a two of them. What uh, is it? Saving Private Ryan and Hacksaw Ridge. Those are my favorite hey, war movies. Those are great. Yeah. Top two animated movies. Calm down. Osmosis Jones. Oh, God. Anyway, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is great. I love the message. I think it's tastefully well done. My only complaint is that the climax doesn't feel like the climax. So. I can agree to that. I mean, I've seen that movie three times, and I think I watched it once with you. Like, he's getting the people off the cliff, but it still feels like the middle of the movie when he's doing that. And, like, that's supposed to be the climax. And then they go back and do that other battle where he, like, um, I guess where they take the island, and it's, like, done in a way it's like it's supposed to be the climax but you already he already saved all those lives so he could have just ended it there but you know they went on yeah but other than that yeah. i think like in terms of violence man those two movies saving private ryan and hacksaw ridge i well hacksaw I mean, ridge the joke that mel gibson is obsessed say what it doesn't hit you till the end then it hits you like a ton of bricks i mean you can you can say mel gibson's obsessed with torture because he is but um hacksaw ridge man i applaud him for showing that much you know, blood and violence because it's real, you know? Say what you will about him, but God damn it, he knows story structure. <laughs> but um, also, did I tell you that when I saw that with my dad for the first time, we had some people in the back who wouldn't shut the heck up. And so literally halfway through the movie, I'm like, look, I paid to watch this movie, not hear you two talk. Shut the hell up. Right. Yeah. So. And I'm saving saying nicer Ryan. words on here, but. Now, Saving Private Ryan. The classic one. I mean, you can't even movie. say it was like Mel Gibson obsessed with torture because Steven Spielberg did it like 10 years earlier, 15, whatever yeah. years earlier. 16. Yeah, it actually, no, it, was, it came out. 18 years earlier, 2018. Yeah, in 1998. Yeah, in uh, 98, I think, is when Private Ryan came out. I, like, I know in 2016. I like when, the point of that movie. They're like, well, why are we risking all of our lives to save one guy? You know, I like the, myth, the ethical drama or whatever. In the whole. Yeah. Oh, the sniper one. Um. I don't think what my favorite action movie is. Good Lord. There's a bunch of them. What about American Sniper, Dan? What's your thoughts on American Sniper? It was good. I enjoyed it. I can dig it. I would say I love it. Oh, one for drama. Did you ever see Gran Torino? Yes. With Clint Eastwood, and he moves into the neighborhood, and then... Really? Oh, wow. Damn. That was my grandfather in real life. Your grandfather hated hated Asians and he kept them in one grandma? No. But like he was in the Air Force and he just shit up and he messed stuff up all the time. Oh. Okay. But anyway, action um, movie ends. So I really like James Bond, Skyfall, and Casino Royale. Those are both amazing. But um, Skyfall is my favorite one of the movie the series. 
People love Mad Max Fury Road. I agree, it's a really well-made movie. I just, the story doesn't drive me as much. After that movie. Her name is Fury, um, Fury Road. But Mad Max, I, yeah, I can see that. Fury Road's pretty good. I do enjoy the, the Marvel movies, like Avengers Endgame. I love the action in that. You know, you wouldn't, I, I guess you wouldn't really call it straight well, up. Well, I mean, movies. we said our superhero movies, action movies, technically. You know what else I really love for action? Hot Fuzz. That, that's that's great. my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy. It's the best of the Cornetto trilogy. It's just, it's awesome. Um, bless you. I it dates a little bit, though, with the 2006 references. Um, oh, and um, what's that movie? Like, straight-up action movie, though, Taken is great, too. Taken is a great one. Yeah. Like, Liam Neeson, love him. Love him so much. I heard that he's retiring from action movies, but he's I mean, gonna come back as Qui Gon Jinn's ghost. Yeah, Qui Gon Yeah, for the one movie, he's gonna come back as Qui Gon Jinn's ghost. Hey. Anyway, well, um. But anyway, I also I'm just gonna name off some movies off my list now. I love the Toy Story movies, particularly Toy Story three. I think Toy Story three is the best one. Okay. It's got all the emotion that you want. And uh, even though the second one's a really close second, the fourth movie, I like it, but it's unnecessary. It really is, and I don't like the ending. But, but I mean, yeah, okay. So we'll use this to go move into the other thing. But um, I would say, uh, what's the one I want to bring out? Wally is amazing. It's a great art. Wally is fantastic. I think if people don't like Wally, I'm just going to tell you you're wrong because Wally is an amazing film and it should be, yeah, up there with like, everyone loves The Dark Knight and everyone loves Shrek. How do people love Shrek more than Wally? Because How don't Shrek, you? Shrek is love. Shrek, Shrek is, is life. Shrek is a meme. Wally is art. What is the difference? Memes are art, arguably. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, and I really like uh, Inside Out as well. I like the message of that movie, which is you know it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel emotions. And I feel emotions about Shrek. But in... Inside Out, Inside Out, you just all you have to do is just crush those emotions down like you're on a hydraulic press, and just hold them there. Anyway, um, so kind of moving into that now. Yeah, those are just some of my favorite movies of all time. If you tell me, ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, probably I'd say Pulp Fiction, but just other ones I really like. Like, I really love Borat. I really love... Um, Wait, the Borat, the first one or the second one? Both. Um, which I also want to mention, we'll talk about um, Soul here in a second, but out of Soul and Borat, those are my top two movies of last year. Bless you. Every time I hear she's, her sneeze, I have to say bless you. Um, every, I would say... Borat was probably my favorite movie of last year because I've seen Soul once and I've seen mm. Borat two like three or four times. So I kind of base it off of how much I rewatch it. But the two I watched, I love Soul. We, us three, just finished watching it. It literally just ended. About okay, 10 so now minutes. we're going to talk about Soul. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go into. The plot of Soul, you can go ahead. I've been talking a lot. Go ahead. Just stay on track. <laughs> it has to deal with, it starts out with this older man in New York City 
uh, he is a jazz uh, enthusiast and he really likes it. And he's in a high school setting right now. Middle school. Or middle school, sorry. Middle school. And he's trying to teach these kids jazz. Right. And um, Did you just get a job offer for like full time. Yeah. Full time. He was part time teacher. And that he was like, I don't know. And he goes to uh, see his mom and he tells his mom like, yeah, they offered it to me, but I really want to continue this pursuit. And she's like, no, don't be an idiot. See, he thinks that his whole purpose in life is to play jazz and to be a big famous jazz musician. And, you know, that's what he's always been working towards in his life. Yeah. And he finally gets the opportunity and then he dies. He doesn't. He's an idiot and didn't look both ways before he crossed the street. And he fell into a manhole. So he gets, his soul gets separated from his body and that, I guess he's about to die. And then he like, before he gets over into the. To me, it was weird because it's like, okay, he's in a coma. And he's talking, and he gets his soul back. So what did that just mean? Like, he didn't cheat death because he was still technically alive. His heart was beating. No, he refused to go on to the great beyond. That's how he was considered cheating it, because he was supposed to die. Even though he's in the coma and he's still attached by a single thread, that thread's supposed to snap because he's on his way up to the great beyond, and he's supposed to go. But instead, he jumps over the edge, breaks the fabric, and goes in between everything, and then makes it to the great before. And so in the great before, he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to go back to Earth. And uh, he poses as like a mentor, I guess they're called. He poses poses Dr. Bjorn, a child psychologist. So basically, the great before is where souls get personalities before they go to Earth, and um, which is kind of an interesting concept. I thought the leave it to Pixar to like make imaginative new worlds that you're like interested in. You know what I mean? Oh no! See, see, in the Mormon faith, grew up Mormon. Uh, we were told that our souls were already up there before they're into our bodies. So it's kind of like, oh, this is what Mormons believe in: is that your souls are on a different planet and shit, and you're just waiting for the right time to go down and into your body, and you have a whole plan set out for you before you're even born, and then you. I- get- I feel bad because I was thinking you were talking about Scientology at first because of the whole, you know, nope. uh, the souls that came to Earth or whatever and the whole Xenu thing. Yeah. But... I will say, I did see Xenu space cruisers in the back. Did you not see Xenu space cruisers? Xenu space cruisers nah, in the back. So it's like, it's, it's, it is an interesting concept to people who didn't grow up hearing about it, but like, I grew up in the Mormon faith and that's what we were told in, the, uh, what is it, in uh, primary, primary school? school, yeah. Well, anyway, so basically the story is Joe is trying to go back to Earth and be um, – He's trying to – because he got, he got with this – He's got a gig. This woman who's like super famous in the jazz scene, and he gets a gig because of a student he used to tutor. Which, that was like, Questlove. Did you know that? What? That was Questlove, the little the drummer. Yeah, yeah, and he says like, hey – Dorothy Williams is in town. I can see if I can get you a gig because, you know, you're the only reason I went to school and you inspired me to be a better person. And so he's like, all right, please. And then he ends up getting the gig and he's super excited. Didn't we just and then he falls go in. Yeah, we already talked about that. Now hold we're, on. We're in the great beyond. The great hold, hold on. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Yes. So the movie is him trying to get back to his body so that way he can go play the gig and be the famous jazz musician he's always wanted to do. So, spoiler-free, what'd you think about it? Without talking about spoilers, then we'll get into spoilers. I give it a solid nine and a half. Fair. I'd give it like a nine. 
What do you think? What would you give it out of 10? Um, I thought it was really good. Like, it's a movie that you'd show a kid if a close one of them died. And it's like, oh, you don't, like, really die. Like, here's a whole background of how we come to be if somebody's questioning, like, what what am I? Who am I supposed to be? What is life? You know, here, just show them this movie, kid. This is it. What would you say out of 10? It's comforting. Uh, I guess, like, a 7 out of 10. 7. Grace? Give it an 8 and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah, it's kind of really, uh, it's like, it's when Joe realizes that he's amounted to nothing and that he's been trying to pursue his dreams his whole life, and looking back on it when he's dead, and he's just like, wow, I haven't done jack diddly squat. This is really depressing. Well, I like the message of the movie. What makes you think about everything? It's like, wow, huh, I haven't actually lived my life to the fullest. But the thing is, I like how the message of the movie, and I guess we'll go into spoilers you want. Sure. Okay. So the message of the movie is, you know, life isn't about, you know, doing all these things and, you know, uh, what's the word? Being famous and, you know, it's not about, you know, achieving your dream. Or I mean, it, how would you, um, it's like, life is about living, you know? It's about being with people. It's about doing it's just about living. It's not about, you know, being famous. It's Looking not about, you know, money and it's not about material things. Perseverance. That's perseverance. You know what? Perseverance. It's like you don't you're not supposed to have a purpose. You're supposed to just live and be happy with what you're given. It's like you may have a goal or some kind of dream that you have, but it may not always happen. So you just have to keep living and keep trying and eventually and but you have to be happy with the won't scenario. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Life is not about the pursuit of happiness. It's about just, you know, just living. Find, you know? Finding, finding meaning in the, the cards you're given. It's very well, not even just like with the cards you're given. It's just about, because, you know, all of us, like, for example, like, look, would I like to be a famous musician? Sure. But am I going to, like, put my life on hold to achieve that? No. You know? I think that's more the message of life is don't put life on hold while you're waiting for something to happen. You know, go out and live your life, you know? I feel like the real turnaround was when they're in the barber shop and the barber is like, yeah, I didn't get to my dream that I aspired to, but I'm really happy in where I am now because I make the best of it and I can talk to people and make a difference here in the barber chair. You sit down in my chair and I can talk to you about life and talk you through shit, stuff you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, you see that whole point where he's like, oh, oh, and I especially like the part where at the end he's played the gig and he's kind of like, now what? Because that's what he was trying to achieve his whole life was just playing that one gig that was going to get him, you know, to play jazz the rest of his life, you know, and, and oh, yeah, we're going to do this again every day this week or whatever. And then it, I really like that scene where he's just sitting at the piano and he's just thinking about his life and he's like, well, you know what? I have lived a good life, you know, I mean. Yeah, I wasn't a famous jazz musician, but I got to spend time with my dad. I got to, I'm assuming, you know, like travel. You know, I went to the beach. They showed him there. Looking at the fireworks and being at the beach with, I think it was either a woman or his mom. mom or something. Woman. It was a woman. So he's at the beach with a woman. He's doing all his good stuff. And he's like, wow, I did have a great life. And then he runs back to go find 22. So, yeah, I, I think the message of the movie is just, you know, you're not supposed to spend your time trying to, you know, achieve something. You're just supposed to, you know, life is for living. It's not about 
It's, it's one of the, I almost feel like because it, because we're like having a hard time explaining what the message is, it's one of those like smarter movies that really makes you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, I really did like, okay, so let's talk about 20, 22. <laughs> hmm. I Do love it. Orwell or Gandhi could help. <clears throat> so basically, she's one of those souls that's like, I don't want to live on Earth. Earth sucks. Don't let me, you know. I'm going to stay here in the great before or whatever it is. And um, when hmm? she had the pizza, like before that, she's like, what is life? What is that worth living? And then she had a taste of pizza. And it's like, wow, it's really all internal and what I feel and what I can make of life. This pizza is awesome. And mm-hmm. after she had that slice of pizza, it's like it kind of opened her mind to, all right, what else can this offer me? What else yeah. can this be besides on the external how terrible life can be and what she saw from the mentors of her past experiencing it for herself yeah well so we got to mention there's a scene where they do go back to earth however 22 goes with him and uh he ends up in a cat's body and she ends up in his body so was kind of I, I was kind of glad they went back to Earth a little bit, and the fact that like you know how are you going to make a whole movie out of the Great Beyond? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, they kind of had a healthy balance of going in and out between both. I thought the thing of him as a cat was great. I love the part where he's like laying in the sun, like oh my god! All of a sudden, I'm so sleepy. What the heck? I'm so sleepy. And then or when the, when the human or in twenty took off the glasses in the elevator, and he was trying to find the light, like trying to chase it. <laughs> yeah, but um. For me, as him as a cat, him seeing himself externally instead of being so immersed in his emotions toward his mother at that scene, he could think rationally and without being in the moment, like fighting with his mom, like, this is my life, you don't understand. He was able to find the words to explain to her, hey, mom, like, this is my passion. My father had this passion, but I want to explore that too. Yeah. So he could externally, like, evaluate instead of being just emotionally like distraught towards his mom mm-hmm. no yeah i didn't think about it that way but yeah like him being outside on um, looking in helped uh, yeah that makes sense i thought that was really important about him being a cat mm-hmm. it wasn't just a, so you're, you're saying it wasn't just like oh hey he's a cat ha ha yeah i mean it was really funny but looking at it it's like now he has a chance to look at himself from an outside point of view. Mm-hmm. And did anybody get this? I mean, I guess I got the significance, but of the, the whole helicopter leaf thing, what she like, that gave her her last little stamp that she needed to go to Earth. I think that was like, because you know how they all fall down to Earth? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was symbolic of, where it's like, it's falling and she's like, I think I have a purpose now because she lived or like, like she lived like a lifetime but in her like um, her s- space and time kind of like came all at once. And she, the, the thing falling down the helicopter was like <laughs> I found a purpose. And after meeting all these nice people, she kind of had like a, a whole lifetime of experience in such a short amount of time I guess she realized there was beauty in the little things in life and like you know there's not life wasn't always bad as she thought it was i guess was the significance of that yeah. and no. then she got her earth bass 
Yeah, and when she's already like a lost soul and it pans to him still in the real world and he's looking on his piano at all these little things like the helicopter leaf and the piece of bagel and he's like, wow, she's really like found pieces to make life meaningful for her inside my body. And he's like, well, I've lived my life and she's just figuring it out. So then he goes back. Kind of say childhood wonderment. Yeah, like the little prince. No, because like, Nobody else do that. You just watch the little helicopter seeds fall from trees. Yeah. And that was like little, little pieces of her. Like she gave a little bagel to a guy playing guitar in the subway. Like oh, yeah. she had that childhood wonderment, like you said. Yeah. So I think the whole thing with it falling was like her saying, I think it's time for me to go down because I finally understand what they're going to tell me. But I couldn't articulate. Kind of going off what you guys are saying, do you think a part of the message too is like, I guess like being human is part of life and that's what makes life enjoyable is being human. Or am I you really being alive? <laughs> wow. What? Well, towards the end when he steps out of the door and he's in his body, he's given a second chance and he's like, well, from now on, I'm going to enjoy each moment I'm living. It, that's everybody's goal to just take a breath. Like right now, take a breath and just feel like really feel yourself living. Like, I see things, I feel things, I taste things, I smell things, you know, like, just mm -hmm. take that moment and remember it. And I think, because, like, the same, the same guy directed, like, um, Inside Out, which that movie had a clear message, which is, like, you know, it's okay to feel emotions, and, like, sadness can actually be a good thing, you know, and it brings people together. With this, like, I'm getting what the, I understand what the, um, Messages, but I'm having a hard time of like explaining it. You know what I mean? With this I think one. that it's more along the lines of this one is, you know, people feel Definitely. people feel at a certain point in their lives that, you know, you're either not really living it or that it's incredibly scary to move on to something big, you know, like becoming an adult and stuff. It's a scary type of thing because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what the real world is actually like, and that's a scary type of deal because you kind of feel like you have to pick something to go into, you know, your purpose and stuff in order to actually be able to live life instead of just going forward and just living your life and actually, you know, having a good time and observing the little things and taking peace with the little types of things that come along, like watching the helicopter seed fall to the ground or eating a bagel and giving a piece of it to a guitar player in the subway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, life isn't just, you know, going out and making a bunch of money and, you know, being adored by a bunch of people. Exactly. Life isn't just, like, oh, you're, you have to have a purpose in order to do something to be living a life. It's, you can just enjoy the small things and it's okay to not be ready to actually be ready for what you need to be. You never you know? have to be that. You never yeah. have to be anything big or remembered. It's just feeling yourself and being yourself as long as you're content with it and that it was a good life living yeah yeah i mean wasn't there a part where one of the jerry's was like you know you all think that like you have to have a purpose or something or where um it, it was the, it was after i think they left the it's when he's like oh i i didn't i didn't give 22 her purpose i don't know what her purpose in life was i don't know why it changed to the earth badge and he's like what do you mean purpose yeah because like like the spark and it's like no no it's not your purpose in life. It just means that you're ready to actually go down there and start living a life. 
Yeah, it was after they left the Museum of Everything where they tried to get her into everything. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it was at the end when he's like going up the stairs to the great beyond. And when they came back in so 22's did... badge turned to the Earth badge. So what did they say when... when after they were left... both in their bodies. And what did they say after he left the museum? Was he said something along that kind of similar line where he said, what about that we haven't found her spark? And he's he like, said that we haven't found the spark yet. And 22's like, can we go back inside? I think that trying break dancing is going to be my spark. They didn't say it as his purpose. They said it as the spark still. So it was like, yeah, you can go back into the museum and that's when they ran into the box. Gotcha. Yeah, no, this was towards the end of it when um, they both got pushed back by Terry and 22's badge was no longer a little incomplete badge. It was an earth badge. Well, and that was like the end. I don't know why he, I don't know what his purpose is. We don't know what it is. What's his purpose to do? You know, we're trying to figure that out before he leaves. He's like, what do you mean purpose? It's not a purpose. It's just meaning that you're ready to go. You're ready to start doing things. You don't have to do what's on that list. You're ready for life. You're ready for life. You're ready to live. You're ready to get a body and mess it up with drugs. (laughs) (laughs) You're ready to... (laughs) God. Um... Alcohol. Can they? Can you imagine if they had like crack or something in the museum of everything, where it's like they try crack? Yeah, they're show it. Probably like, they've like, got little, little everything. Like, like, like twenty-two. Crack We're gonna try by black tar heroin. Or like friggin', you know, being a pornographic actor is my purpose in life, or something yeah, like so that. Ready to start going. Yeah, we got we got Dick Schlongerton here starring and. <laughs> We have a pizza guy, and he has like the, the weird afro and the four, the seventy. You're going to be a circus clown. You're going to be a pharmacist. You're going to be a porn actor. What's porn? You're going to find you're out. Find out. Gonna you're going to learn today. Your father is going to be disappointed. But can I, can I just mention too? So where do you think Twenty Two went at the end? Because they never. That's kind of one of my problems with the movie. Is like the ending is kind of very abrupt, and it does, it doesn't what like. If, what if Twenty Two was the kid from Inside Out? I don't think so. I doubt it, but I mean, it could work like that. But um, here's here's my thing though. The ending, I like it. It just it felt a little too abrupt. I wish that we could have had more time to breathe at the end. I was expecting more, almost, you know. That can that can it's agree a bit to that. ambiguous too in terms of like how he's actually how he's going to start living his real life. And I've, you know, yeah, it, it kind of does leave it a little bit more open to interpretation as opposed to other Pixar movies. He got to do the one thing that he really wanted to do. He reflected on everything. He decided that some of the decisions that he's made was regretful. And it's just like, I feel like he wouldn't actually go back and just accept the fact that he's a middle school jazz band teacher. You know what I mean? And it's like some people are content with that, but I feel like with somebody um, like him, it's just like, oh, yeah. Eh. You know what I mean? Like, um, Back to the ground I go. Doesn't he, um, maybe like they, they subtly hint that teaching was kind of his spark or something, or teaching others was something he was really good at? I think, yeah, because they did say something where after, when they decided to give him like another choice, they said like he was really good at being a guide or whatever. Inspiring others, Inspiring. they said, and sometimes they're inspired themselves, the Jerry's. And then they... They really screwed with Terry because like, like, Terry, oh my God, look at the cow. And then they changed can we it. Just, can we also just mention how all of the people who run the afterlife are just in New, they have New Zealand accents? 
Not all of them. Uh, Terry was Australian. Terry, well, no, one of the Jerry's. He's a British. He's a British comedian, and he's uh he plays Moss on the IT crowd. So you guys know who Graham Norton is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played um he played the the hippie guy. Oh, that's Graham Norton. Ah! Yeah, that I took me a second too. What? Oh, I, I didn't know. know it until I saw the credits. I was like, who the heck is And then I saw it was Graham Norton. I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay. the cast the other day. I saw that uh, David Diggs is in it. And I was like trying to figure out who oh, he is. Oh, yeah. He's the dude in the barber shop who's like a little smart alecky guy. The one that they ac- that Terry accidentally takes his soul. He's like, I found you. And he's like, oh, wait, yeah. you're not him. Yeah. Paul. Paul is his name. Yeah, Paul. That's David Diggs. He plays. Uh, Lafayette and um, Jefferson yeah. and Hamilton. But anyway. America's favorite fighting Frenchman. But anyway. Lafayette. You can watch Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. No, 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 no. A lot Hamilton of was not as bad. As, I mean, it, it's good. I just, I guess I kind of got sick of it before I saw it because Emily and her mom were singing the songs like all the time. Yeah, because I was already obsessed with it. I had to listen to the entire thing uh, on the way to Ocean City over the summer, I will never watch that again. If you want to get into it, listen. Someone did a thing where it was like Adam Sandler sings the entirety of Hamilton, and it's actually really funny. I'd rather listen to Gilbert Gottfried. Still, just you wait. Anyway, uh, lasting thoughts on Soul. I thought it was a really, really good movie. It's not. I mean, in terms of all the Pixar movies, I'd say it's like in the upper third. I say I'd have to say I I didn't like it as much as Coco, but I still loved it. Well, I know some people have been comparing it to like Coco and Inside Out as like a third part of a trilogy or something, but I mean I can kind of understand it because I took I took her to see Coco when it came out, and I remember it was the only time I've watched it. I mean, and I remember that movie very vividly. And my wife loves Coco. That's her favorite. I watched movie. Inside Out in 2015, and I can still tell you all about that because Lewis Black made that movie. I don't. It was not the what was the name, Mister Beep Bop or whatever. The Bing Bong. Bing Bong. It was not <laughs> him. Yes. Yeah, I think I told you how I met the guy who played Bing Bong, and he was kind of a prick, but I was kind of probably annoying him. So hopefully not. Whatever. But still, he was not the life. It was Lewis Black being anger. San Francisco. First you ruined. Uh, what was it? You ruined coffee. Now you ruined pizza. <laughs> I feel like all three of those movies have a common theme of having kids understand their internal struggle. Like Coco was like, all right. Understanding death. Yeah, understanding death, inside outs, understanding your emotions. And Soul was like, understand the before and after. Yeah, your purpose of life. And an important part of Soul, I think, is the girl in the hallway where she's like, okay, I think I'm going to give this up. I'm going to give up the, was it, trombone? She was giving trombone because she didn't think it was good because I was getting made fun of her. Yeah, 22 was inside the body. She's like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm totally with you. Just give that up. It doesn't matter. Purpose of life, what is that? And then she had a second thought, and she's like, oh, well, let me play you this thing that I've been practicing. And it gave her a second second wind oh you think i should give this up well screw you i'm gonna try even harder and that gave her like those people that try to bring you down in life like yeah give up you're no good just give up and she's like no no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it now i'm gonna i'm gonna try even harder and that that was one of my favorite parts because somebody's telling you yeah just give it up man just give it up and it's kind of like giving you that validation like oh 
well, now I have the power to decide for myself. Now that you've told me not to, I'm going to do it even more. So it's mm-hmm. a big play on, um, it's a big theme with passions. And there's nothing wrong with having a passion and like being very passionate about something, but also not letting it dictate everything that you do in your life because it's also not truly living. Like with the lost souls, they just get so into where, what they wanted and then they just become lost because they become sucked into it and it's being, you're being controlled by it. The guy I think who was like a damn, like make a trade, make a trade. I think that guy was like consumed about like, Oh, I got to make money. I got to do this. And then he realized this is funny when he said my life doing this. Oh, the guy when he the head, the hedge fund manager, the one, the, the first one they found yeah. pushed all the computers yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, oh boy, another hedge fund manager. I was like, that's funny as hell because it's true. They're all yeah. soulless. I mean, that's what this movie's about is passions and stuff. And, you know, like, well, I like think the- Grace, that's like an excellent point. I I agree with that one hundred percent because like I know people personally who think like it's oh their life's purpose is to play music or you know to here to be an entertainer, be an entertainer, well. something like that, and it's like. Yeah, it's fun, but you shouldn't make your passion your. You shouldn't let them dictate everything that you do. Oh, like oh, I'm not gonna go on. I'm not gonna go on this date with this person because I'm gonna miss my recital or something. I don't know or whatever. Exactly, it's like you know. Yeah, I blow. I don't care who it is. It's what happened to Joe. Is that he let all these big decisions be dictated by him wanting to become a jazz musician, Uh and when he finally gets the chance to become what he wants dies and then he gets to reflect what? that like wow everything that i've done up until this point kind of meaningless because i haven't truly lived life i haven't actually been able to stop and enjoy the little things because i was so i wanted to be this one thing and that's what i really focused on instead of just going out and living and doing you know living a life that's worth living I mean, instead of just, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about things well no no yeah and i think I, <laughs> I think having it, uh, you have to have it in moderation. Yeah. Because I mean, like, look, like I said earlier, would I like to be a famous musician? Sure. I mean, would you want to be an actress or something? Sure. But like. Sure, but I'm not going to let that dictate everything that I do. And there's some kids that do that. You know, there's teenagers where it's like, oh, no, I want to be be a a YouTuber. I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. My whole life plan is to do this and eventually end up on Broadway. Don't at me. And uh, you're not going to be on Broadway. You can't sing for shit. Shut, I didn't mean Broadway, but still, God. <laughs> no, but it's like, no, you don't do that, though. That's the thing. Well, it's it's like, like, you didn't do, like, a hundred musicals in high school or a yeah. hundred plays and, like, you know what I mean? Well, and even, and like, I mean, I, you know, um, I don't want to say names here, but, uh, Alec, you know my buddy who um, couldn't come to the wedding because of COVID? Uh, yes. Yeah. You know. So he, um, like, I know he really wanted to be an actor or something, and I think his goal was to be on Broadway. But he found out that he really likes teaching, and he's a teacher now. So well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's it's stuff like that where this movie's about passions and not wanting to. Don't let your passions control your life. There's nothing wrong with being passionate about something and having something to do, but ultimately, you don't necessarily have a purpose in life aside from just living a life that's worth living and being able to do the little things while also being able to be passionate about something. Just don't let it control you. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I'm trying to think of it was, like my job, I'm not going to get into it, but like, I really enjoy my job, you know, and, <laughs> but I do music on the side and I like doing music, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. You still keep doing the thing that you like doing while also being able to do other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I want to be an actor, but I also like to cut deli meats. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alec, you're not going to put your life on hold to, you know, go move to L.A. or New York or something and... You know. Well, no, not, I'd move to Texas before <laughs> I, I would move to Texas before I ever step foot to live in LA. Yeah, no, but see, exactly though, because like LA is the hot spot and stuff aside from Tejas. But... And there's also. Well, and like, I know people I graduated with who like are living in New York and LA, and it's like, you're yeah. probably making there... very little money to just basically get coffee to someone, and that's basically yeah. your peak. I know there's a girl that I went to high school with in New Hampshire who is living down in um, Manhattan and she is struggling right yeah. now. You know, like Philip went out there to become a makeup artist and, um, you know, become a certified makeup artist and get his name out there and do that type of thing. But he moved to, he moved to New York, um, blew his money, got I'm his degree, and then he, you know, moved back because like it's just things where you have to know someone you mm-hmm. can't really just you can't well, like, yeah, think about it too like that the amount of people who like make it and that stuff it's like very little and you forget about all the people like you know like when you see the end credits of movies it's like all those people who you know probably like, aren't Charlie, that much and yet you know yeah, like charlie Bell was a nobody he used to do cameos on reno 911 before uh it's always sunny really took off all right but charlie day's whole family is a family of musician prodigies like he can just pick up any instrument and make a song about it well yeah but you also like didn't you guys know um like you can either know know, didn't liam neeson like liam neeson wasn't a famous like young actor or something he was he got he didn't get like famous until like he was in his 40s or something right who liam neeson Neeson, if you really want to get into it he didn't get famous until um probably what schindler's list yeah, because that was his actually his first big role, I think, with Schindler's List. And yeah, in, uh, he was in other movies before that, but like, well, he knew he was in other movies, but his like big out role that if you if you were to ask him like, what's the earliest Liam Neeson movie you can think of? More than likely, it's either Schindler's List or Dark Knight. Or if, you're, or if you're a little older, Dark Knight. Dark or a little Man. younger, I should say, a little younger, Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah, Batman. Or I mean, Star Wars. So. Oh my God, that's right. He was, he was Qui-Gon a, Jinn. I know, because we just talked. I know, because we talked about it. Well, that's that's why I like Soul so much. Is because it's like, look, yeah, it'd be nice to do those things, but you can't put your life on hold to pe- to pursue a dream. You know that like has a very slim chance of happening. Yes, it would be awesome if it did, but it's not. You know, like for example, my I'm not. I mean, I I'm not going to say who this was, but like. I know somebody whose dad wanted them to be a cop, so he was a cop for a while, and he wasn't happy doing it, so he became a pilot. So, and that's what his passion was. And now his name is Walt. <laughs> and then, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a good movie with a good message. You know, it's like, I think it's a movie that a lot of people need, because a lot of people, you know, you see people on TikTok, like, oh, I want to get famous by doing TikTok dances or something like that, or I want to be like PewDiePie and just... You know, be a YouTube gamer or something. Like, let no, me tell you something right now. What? No, those people will just whore themselves out for views and likes. They that's the thing. If I want I wanted to go out for acting, I would go through an agency, try my luck in some cameos, maybe do some background stuff, work your way up. They don't want to do at, that. They would rather do the most abhorrent shit on camera. Like they would rather go out and just like well, like, remember like that one chick who wanted the clout from like and be like, "Oh, hey, baby," to like 
some complete stranger in a Walmart where they could probably more than likely get the crack picked out of them or shot. They do that. They whore themselves up for views to get famous. Like they put zero effort in. The only reason is because they have a bunch of kids who will look at it. That's well, the problem. That people, people chase clout. You know, it's like yeah, that, it, that woman. The way to get it. Well, you remember the woman last year who, like, when COVID was hitting, she's like, oh, I'm going to lick a bathroom in a public she airplane. Was, she was in, no, that was on an airplane. She, yeah. She looked at airplane, ba- uh, the toilet seat, and hey, licked hey, it. Hey, she Clorexed that before she licked it. I don't know for a fact, but I just remember. And also the people that licked the, the ice cream, and then you had this really grotesque woman burping on stuff in front of people. And then you also had the that weirdo that, un, that uncapped the Listerine and then spit it back in. Like, well, like that's And I know problem. somebody, too, who, you know, he really wanted to make his career in music, but you know what? He's a tattoo artist now, you know? So yeah. at least I, mean, I haven't talked to him in forever, but at least I think that's what he's going for. But, you know, yeah. you find out what your passion is in life and, you know, it'd be nice. I guess life is just, it's not about, you know. Finding a purpose. Yeah, it's about just living and enjoying life. You know, and that could be anything from, you know, traveling to, you know, just hanging out with your friends, you know? Another part of Soul that I thought was important was when he was looking back on his life in the spirit world and he kept getting rejected and he said, no, no, that wasn't it. That's not what happened. Yeah, I don't remember that happening that way. He Mm -hmm. had kind of a romanticism of his own life. And Mm -hmm. looking back on your own life, you think like, oh, no, that didn't happen like that. Yeah, I wasn't rejected yeah. by that so, person. They told me I could do it. Yeah, but so like the whole movie is just and he still persevered and did what he wanted. I'll bet it was a middle school band teacher, which everybody knows they sound horrible if you listen from the outside coming in. But he still tried, and he was he doing these gigs in and he finally got his big break, and he was in the spirit world for that, and he didn't get to experience it firsthand. But he was told no so many times, and he kept going at it. He kept trying. I just felt like a big theme of the movie. The movie is about not chasing clout. We'll put it like that. Yeah, exactly. Anywho, I think, are we good? Any other lasting uh, things about Soul? Trace? Mm-hmm. Anything else about Soul? Um. Where would you guys rank it in like all of Pixar movies? I'd probably put it in like the top third or fourth of all their Pixar movies. I put it in the top five, yeah, definitely. I would, no, I mean like like out of all the movies, like it's in the top quarter. It's like in the whatever. Oh, out of every single Pixar, yeah, I can I can put it in probably the top the top fifteenth percentile around yeah. there. Yeah, fifteenth or twentieth percent or twenty fifth percentile. Yeah, around there. That's where I put it. What and that's the thing with Pixar is that it, there's a lot of really good stuff and a lot of, I mean. Yeah, like you're not, you're going to have like your Incredibles and your Ratatouille's, but then you're also yeah. going to yeah, have like. Two and friggin', you know. It's one of those movies, like, like you said, it's one of those where it actually gets you to think about things with Inside Out and with uh, Coco. It's just one of those where it takes hard concepts and puts them into an easier bite to chew There's for just so people many. that don't actually think about them. And it's easier for kids to understand things, and it's an easier way for adults to understand things, where it's like, oh, it makes you realize, like, oh, wow, maybe I need to change my life type of deal. I would probably put it, like, if it was on, like, if we were doing a top ten list of Pixar movies, I'd probably put it at ten or nine. 
there's just so I, many for, good Pixar movies. There's Cars, there's Toy Story, there's Up, there's Monsters, Inc., there's Ratatouille, there's Finding Nemo. You can't... I've, I think... It's better than a lot of their sequels, except for, like, the Toy Story movies. It's better than Toy Story 4, but not better than 2 or 3. There, there's just so many. A Bug's Life, I have a special place. That's the one people don't like as much. I love Bug's Life, but anyway. It had the and a beautiful butterfly. The scene here you where you all look like a bunch of little ants. It's it's more psychological I'm than a lot a of the older ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Out. Yeah, they get to they get to they go from more whimsical concepts like a bug's life and cars to more deeper type of meaning things where you have to actually think about it and you don't think about it at the time of watching it. Well, You're just like. Oh, this Even, is- like, Toy Story was all about, you know, purpose in life. You know, Toy Story 2 was about purpose in life, and I don't know, but... It's about growing up. I would have to say, yeah. for me, I need to put Soul at number four, three or four for me. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. So, maybe we'll give some more time to sit on it, and maybe it'll change, but I liked it a lot, and I think oh, it was yeah. definitely a worthy addition to the Pixar I didn't even see Onward yet this year, and it's been on Disney Plus for free for like a year, and I still haven't seen it. I have not either, so I mean, I might like it, but I'm not 100%. I haven't seen it, but uh, I hear it's more like if you don't have a father in your life, it's something to check out. It's definitely more untuned about people with an unstable family life. and. I can see it. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, I need to go downstairs, so... Good My friend father in his life watched it and he cried for an hour. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I can't yeah, believe it either. Friend. But anyway. And that'll do it for our first episode of 2020. Thank you all for indulging me and in talking about some of my favorite movies as yeah. well as talking about the whole. Hmm? You said 2020, it's 2021, man. Oh my god, I can't talk. Twenty twenty one. Come on, let's hope it's not 2020. Jesus. It's 2020.5. No, no. We have done that gone. I look. I'm going to go anyway. responsibly. So, um, <laughs> anyway, thank you all uh, for, well, I'll talk to you guys when the episode's over. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. And uh, stay safe during the pandemic. I mean, it's still going on. It's still hard. So. Thank you, Rachel, for being on the show for the first time, and thank you, Grace, for coming back. Yes, it was an honor. Thank you for Thanks having me. For having us. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we'll uh, have you guys back on the future. So, we'll go back to the future. Yeah. All right. Nice.